Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the May 1st episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. Happy May Day to you. It's a Monday edition of the show. If you don't like Mondays, then my hype is probably annoying. Uh, it's episode 272 of the of the podcast. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. That would be awesome. John, man, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. We've got the NHL playoffs. We've got the NBA playoffs. We've got the NFL draft is now concluded. It is. And we are in the uh, sort of draft-free agency period as folks pick up the scraps from the draft table and try to round out their team's like a preseason roster, so they can go churn through some folks as they try to figure out who their team's going to be in 23, right? Yep. Yep. But those NBA playoffs, pretty fun, as we talked Take about along, last yeah. time. There's a lot going on there. Um, okay, so we've got some topics today. We are going to talk about the second round of the draft. Is that right? No, no that no, is no, not right. The, the rest of the draft. Yeah, the rest of the draft. The rest of the draft. We are going to talk about the second round of the playoffs. There it is, yes. <laughs> in the NBA. I think all the first rounders are done, right? Like mm-hmm. we now have the uh, Golden State Warriors moving on from the Sacramento Kings, right? In the game seven, yeah. Yeah, okay. And we'll talk a little bit about the Warriors as well. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, awesome. Let's start uh, Let's start in the NFL We'll get, right. get the draft out of the way, and then we'll bounce over to the NBA. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right, let's do it. All right, what would you think about this draft? Draft's fully in the books. I've seen lots of different, like, you know, draft ratings about how various teams did in the draft. But who do you think, who do you think the big winners are coming out of it? Yeah, I look more, when I, when I look at the draft, I look more about, you know, needs. Um, as, like the as teams the team. fill the needs they right. have, the gaps Not they about, have. you know is this guy great in college yeah. is this guy terrible in college because we're not great at predicting NFL to yeah, <laughs> or NCAA sure. to NFL uh, that crossover is pretty difficult to you know to predict um so i think there's quite a few teams that you know filled up some some spots nicely and got gave themselves a pretty decent position to succeed next season um i think like we mentioned before uh the carolina panthers they addressed their quarterback glaring issue where they've been kind of revolving door in that in that area got a new wide receiver to fill up the dj Moore gap and then invested in some defensive pieces to try to fill up the rest of the areas to try to you know make themselves competitive they did a little bit of free agency work as well in the wide receiver tight end room to kind of build that up a little bit more which is going to be helpful for them and give bryce young some some guys to be able to throw the football to because if you're a rookie quarterback you are in desperate need of easing into the league and not having to be forced into it the other team that we talk a lot about is the Rams uh, and how they had their Super Bowl and then kind of got destroyed over the last few seasons um, mm-hmm. and, and trying to rebuild a little bit. They got Stenson Bennett to back up uh, Matthew Stafford, maybe even be his replacement uh, in the near future, and then just invested a ton in every other position that you could imagine. Uh, defensive guys, guards, uh, punters, safeties, uh, defense alignment. They just went for everybody to try to fill up the gaps that, that are going to be left by the guys that have A, already left, or guys that are going to be out the door in the next couple of seasons. We already know Aaron Donald is not going to be around for much longer. 
Uh, he's kind of voiced an opinion wanting to retire. They got him in a contract, but it's not even much longer. So filling up those situations is good for yourself, especially when you don't have first-round draft choices anywhere close to the near future. So you're going to pick the later rounds, and we'll see how those guys um, are able to play and, and how much of a how much of an improvement they're able to make and how bad how bad they are off. And then if you look at Aaron Rodgers' new team, the Jets, they invested in namely defensive guys. Uh, I don't know why they would draft another running back. That's a little confusing in my opinion. They've already got a good running back room. I don't think they needed to, to venture into there. But um, how do you think the Bucks did? I know you mentioned that you liked them going defense, and they were a pretty defensive-heavy draft. Yep. Did you did you like what they did? I thought they did a good job getting the defense bolstered. I know there's going to be a, probably a lot of moves that go on on that side of the football, as well as the offensive side. Good to get a wide receiver that can go downfield and catch footballs. I love the pickup on the line. Um, continue to build out that line uh, with similar types of players that they've had in the past. So I like that grittiness that they continue to support on the line. And on the defensive side, you know, going and getting somebody who can be disruptive um, and get to the quarterback, I think that's uh, that's a good thing. So I think they did good. I think I'd give them a B, a solid B. Just based off of you know filling up their positions, up, basically, yeah, filling up their positions, getting a getting another tight end into the mix. I just feel like they've got they got some some interesting positional weapons to to kind of see what happens with, and then you know got the kind of you know maybe more stake than sizzle with getting some guys on the line. But I'm 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 always a fan of that, particularly in Tampa. I mean, you got to protect Baker Mayfield back there. <laughs> Give him time. That's right. He needs um, time. There's a few more teams that I wanted to touch on quickly. The Bears, I think they did a good job, especially because we've talked about this a lot. They need to invest defensively, offensively. They're rounding a corner. Getting some more defensive guys is something they definitely needed to do. Uh, they invested a lot into that into that area, filling up some of the needs, some linebacker needs, some defensive end guys, and some cornerbacks to, excuse me, to fill out that defense and give them a little bit more of a fighting chance because Justin Fields is doing everything he possibly can but has never backed up. So I liked how they kind of invested in that a little bit and, and tried to help him out uh, as much as possible. I also liked Seattle's draft. I think they did a good job of getting not only some new cornerbacks and linebackers and uh, to try to fill some stuff up. They got a new couple new running backs, which I thought was kind of confusing. But I like their new wide receiver pickups, and I really like the fact that they invested in a defensive uh, lineman and edge rushers to try to stop the run because that was the area that I think prohibited them from making a longer uh, playoff push. I think they can have a better chance now that they've invested in the right pieces. We know this defense um, and this team and this coaching staff that Pete Carroll puts together for himself are usually pretty good on that side of the ball defensively. So I think they did a nice job there. And then one of the last teams I wanted to cover is the Detroit Lions. We talked about them, you know, during round one uh, and some of the pickups they had there. And I think they've improved. They got Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee, who I think is going to be Jared Goff's replacement. I saw a report today that looked like they wanted to give him Jared Goff uh, an extension, but I'm not so sure now that they invested in a a quarterback. They got some new defensive pieces to make their defense even better because I think last season they were at a good spot. I think Dan Campbell's done a good job with this team and getting them to the next level. Uh, I think they've done the right the right moves overall uh, in the draft. Now, obviously, this is more about, you know, are they filling the positions correctly? We'll see what happens when they get on the field. And the last team is the Houston Texans. Now, I liked how they went C.J. Stroud and then Will Anderson as the top two picks. Then you go in round, uh, in round two and you invest in a center and then a wide, another wide receiver and then just invest a ton in either linemen 
or defensive guys to give you know protection to your new quarterback, get a better defense to be able to stop teams because they were just letting guys through last season and start to round a corner. I think a lot of these teams are, are building out correctly. Now, how well do these picks land? How well do they stick? That remains to be seen. But I think those are the teams that I would say did a good job of addressing the needs that they had and, and making themselves better. And I think those are the teams that are going to succeed. And then the other team, like we talked about already, uh, they did a good job right, of the, right off the bat, whereas the Eagles, they're getting a lot of uh, uh, they're getting a lot of acknowledgement for the way they drafted. And then the Lions, because they drafted Gibbs out of Alabama, they traded Swift to the Eagles to make them yet even better with another running back that has a lot of upside. We didn't really see too much of him when he was in a Lions uniform, but maybe we'll have more. Uh, as an eagle, so that's kind of a, a trade that happened kind of right after right after the draft. But we'll have to see how it all looks and, yep. and pl- it plays out. Well, next stop is uh, training camps, where we'll get to actually see how all these teams fit together, how all these new pieces will play. So that'll that's always fun. The NFL season never sleeps. No, it does not. On and on we go. Uh, but the NBA season is in its playoff run right now, which is kind of a big deal. We are now in the. I guess you'd say in the full swing of the second round of the NBA playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, I think. What the, games are you most excited about? So tonight we've got Boston. Boston uh, Philadelphia playing against the 76ers. No Joel Embiid though. No Joel Embiid. He got he's an injury he suffered in the at the end of the Nets series, so he'll be out for this okay. game and possibly back. That's going to be impactful, I would think. I would imagine so. Yeah. And they got Game Two of Denver versus Phoenix. Yeah. Which Denver. As we saw, handed it to Phoenix. Yep, it was a <laughs> whooping. One. Uh, now, will it be the same for Game Two? Well, that remains to be seen. Then we also got the um, Golden State Warriors versus the Lakers, a battle of California. There, yeah. Uh huh. The North versus the South. That should be. A that's good gonna one. be fun because Curry came off a hot streak against the Kings. The yep. Kings held it down the fort for the first half being up by two points one point in the first quarter they were up and then in the second quarter they got up by two there and then after that i don't know what curry said in the locker room or what happened but then he just just started to manhandle the kings i mean they did everything they possibly could to try to stop him trying to like wedge him between two defenders he somehow makes the flutter gets the two the threes were just dropped before i think he finished like 50 points by himself is this you're talking about um curry curry yeah Yeah, apparently like he was up all night night before and and gave some epic speech. I imagine something happened because yeah. he, they were on fire after this first half was done. That speech might have had a part two in the locker room. I don't know. But they played tremendously. It was a lot of fun to watch that game. Um, I thought the game, we'd go to a game seven, but out at the beginning, I thought they would fall in the Kings' favor. But, you know, you can't bet against Curry. You'll probably lose that bet. Uh, but then, you know, it's, it's LeBron James versus Curry. And... Who do you pick in that scenario? Um, I don't know. That's going to be a really good series. That starts tomorrow. And then you also got the Miami Heat, and you got the Knicks uh, playing each other uh, as the other game to round up those four games. Um, and that series, Jimmy Butler's been on a hot streak. He gives them the game one victory. So you got you know 1-0 in that series for the Heat. You've got... 1-0 for Denver against the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. And then you got two games that are – or two series that are fresh starting out. Um, the Lakers with a little more rest than the Warriors have because they they won their series a little earlier. But nonetheless, if I had to pick these, these games, these series, you can say if you agree. I would say Denver hands it to Phoenix in four games. Um, I think just Denver is 
way more dominant, way more overpowering. Uh, I think the Suns have a good first unit in Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Aiden. Um, but after those guys are on the bench and they're sitting, I don't really have a whole lot of confidence in those those extras, those those second unit guys to be able to beat Denver uh, in pretty much any matchup. So I think this the overall uh, firepower of the Nuggets has an upper hand uh, against the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Uh, I think... Boston and Philadelphia probably goes to a game five. We'll see what happens tonight, but I think, you know, I think the the Celtics win in five. I think the 76ers pull off a game somewhere, but the Nets series versus the, the, the Philadelphia 76ers was so close, and the Nets, even though they have no superstars, were able to keep it close to him. James Harden has had a lot of struggles in the past with shooting from three. He gets cold. He gets hot. He's not very consistent. Joel Embiid obviously can't stay on the floor the entire game, and I think the 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 Boston Celtics over the last few seasons have proven they are pretty decent at keeping uh, Giannis and um and, and and big centers like that in check and playing good defense against them. But I wouldn't put a pass them to you know slip up a little bit mm-hmm. trap game that always happens. Miami versus the Knicks. I got I'm gonna go game seven in that because I think okay. they're both really good teams. They got really good players. They've got everything you would possibly want. Now Julius Randle was out, which is one of the best Knicks players, but Jamie Butler is on a hot streak. Dude, Jimmy Butler's on fire. I mean, I don't know how you slow We'll see if he down. carries that momentum into this series, if he's, you know, the same guy he was in that first series, because, man, I mean, it's just, he was feeling it. It's a, it's a hard thing to beat. So I got game seven on that one. I think that goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth pretty well. And then Golden State Lakers, I actually have no clue. I mean, I would imagine you would have to pick the Warriors in that series. How many games that could get, you could go anyway. Just because you know the Lakers could have injuries, that's not to put a buy them. But then again, they've been pretty dominant and and being able to beat the the Memphis Grizzlies. Now the Memphis Grizzlies weren't great in that series, um, but they're gonna have to learn how to hit the three. And they got players to do if you're the Lakers, and they got the right pieces in place. But can you stop Curry from getting hot? And can you slow him down? I don't know. But I expect a really good matchup between LeBron James and Stephen Curry. But I don't think I think those players help. You know. Um, steer the ship for both of those teams, but I think it's going to be the other players around them that are going to be the reason one team uh, loses or wins because Curry can do everything he can and can get 50 points, 60 points a night, but if none of the other players are playing at a high level and they just double-team Curry and, and say, beat us with any of your other guys, Draymond's going to have to play at a different level than he's been playing where he can't just play physical, you know, smash-mouth type basketball. He's going to have to be smart with the fouls and be able to stay on the court. So I think in that series... I mean, I'm going to go with the Warriors just because I think you can't count out a hot Stephen Curry, and right now he's carrying on a very hot streak after that, that series. So is that, when you look at the landscape of folks that are in the second round, is that who do you think is going to go on and take the whole thing at this point? Well, like, if Boston, if Boston wins, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, I think, I don't think... I don't know, man. I think the Warriors, if they're able to beat the Lakers, yeah, there's then... not really anyone else in front of them. Right? Okay, so that, really so that, else. yeah, so that's uh, let's let's go there for a second. So, Golden State, you think that situationally, if they can get past the Lakers, there's nobody else that's going to stop them they all would, the way up to the top. They would have to play either the Nuggets or the Suns. In my case, I think it's going to be the Nuggets. Okay, so they ought to play them and. Overall, I think the Warriors 
are going to if they win this series everyone is going to have to click at the exact same time that means you know jordan Poole, steph curry clyde thompson draymond green looney who is just dominant on the offensive glass i don't know how he's been able to do it but he monopolized offensive glass so he's able to dominate inside the paint and if they're able to beat the lakers um with who they have and are able to stay healthy and i think they're gonna have to be playing really the hottest you know basketball they've been playing and if they do that i don't think you slow them down so even if the nuggets play at a really high level and really kind of bring it to the Lakers or, or to the to the Warriors. I think the Warriors are still able to liken them out and, and still able to beat them. Um, so I don't think like if they're able to win that series, they're gonna have to be able to play. They'll have to play the best ball. And when they have that happen, we saw it last season when they got on that hot streak, they just tore up everybody in their path and was able to get to the very end and end up winning the whole thing. So I think that's gonna be a very similar situation because Curry's hungry. Clay Thompson's hungry. I think Draymond Green's hungry because if he's not able to succeed, a lot of people think he's going to be sent to possibly the Lakers uh, and, and not even kept on this team. So I think they all kind of want to win together and, and kind of let that happen. So if I had to guess, I think they make it all the way through the Nuggets. Okay, so then let's so you get Bo- let's say you end up with Boston and Golden State. Like a rematch of last season, mm-hmm. that type of thing? You're asking like, who's going to win that? Yeah. As a homer, I would say Boston, but uh, you know, as if you had to get like, if you're actually going to predict that, I think the Boston Celtics are going to have a bad taste in their mouth after last season. They're gonna they're gonna want to bring it to the Golden State Warriors, um, and honestly, I think they can probably bring that to a Game Seven when they will when that will finally be decided. And I think it'll be really close. Uh, but like I said about them, you know, playing the Nuggets or playing any of the other teams. If they're able to beat everybody else and they're able to beat these really hard teams, the Nuggets is a really hard team to beat. And if they're able to do it, I think they can get to the the Boston Celtics. And I think they can play like they played the Kings where they just dominate offensive glass and they just run circles around them, right? And they just kind of do that because the Celtics are a good team defensively, one of the better teams, Marcus Smart has been one of the best defensive point or, or guards in, in, the, in the league or in the association. But Curry is just really hard to stop. I think uh, Clay Thompson, I think he's going to be really hard to stop. And, you know, Tatum and Jalen Brown um, and and these guys, it doesn't matter really how deep you are because this Celtics team, I think, is deeper as far as rotation and different guys they can put together. Uh, but just the skill, the chemistry of the Warriors, I think, would push them over the top. But I think if they met again, I think it would be a very hot hard-fought victory for the for the Golden State Warriors. And if I had to guess, I would pick the uh, Warriors over over Boston. Okay. All right. Well, I hope not. I'd like to see the Celtics win it all. But I'd like to see that too. But We've got some games to play. Got to play the games before we get there. And there's lots to talk about more between predictions and now and, and then. Point, but yes. So, yes, I get it. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to hit on? Hey, the Kraken winning the moving yeah, on. Yeah, so the Kraken are moving on, as are the Lightning, right? Did the Lightning win? Didn't they? Uh, you can check that, but I know the Kraken is like the because you know they're a startup franchise. Yeah, but they're like the first team to beat uh, a team that just won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, in their first they did. series. Yep, they beat the Avalanche. So go Kraken. Yeah, go Kraken. All right, I'm looking up the situation for those that don't know. We're not giant in the in the hockey world here. Um, so Boston played Florida. They Boston and lost. Boston that. lost. That's a devastating one for Boston Toronto fans. played. Didn't the Maple Leafs play? Let's see. Florida. Hold on a second. 
All right. Number two, Maple Leaves versus the number three, Lightning. Boom, boom, boom. Results. Here we go. So I think the Maple like, Leaves moved on. Huh? I think the Maple Leaves moved on, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because Lightning. Do one, two, three. Yep. Yep. So now all the Lightning fans are probably Kraken fans because <laughs> I think one of their old players is now in the Kraken uniform. Um, and he was yeah, pretty... Toronto wins 4-2. Okay. So, all right, so Tampa's out. Tampa's out. Kraken move on. Kraken move on. I guess uh, that's who the team I'll go for now. All right, very good. Well, we got some fun. Let's go watch some Celtics basketball if we can. Yeah. How's that good. sound? Sound good? All right, listeners, we appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you listening in, and uh, go enjoy yourself some uh, some playoff action, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See you. See you. God bless.